Hello and welcome to another edition of Bullet Points. This is the podcast that you know. This is the podcast that you better love or you'll hurt our feelings. <laughs> That's really all there is to it. Uh it's it's me. I'm I'm Reed McCarter. I've I'm on all these episodes. I can never escape. Uh no one no one lets me not be on them. So I'm here enthusiastic. <laughs> It's raring to go. Uh, just a skeleton crew on this episode. Uh, just me and and just Astrid. Hello. Astrid, it's... how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Try, trying to steer the ship towards shore. You're, uh, you're almost hitting that winter break, aren't you? I am. You're... So close. I, I couldn't be <laughs> I couldn't be more excited to uh not do things. I'm just but gonna first we're gonna talk about a little video game that I like to call Horizon Zero Dawn. That's what you like to call it? Yeah. You know, that's just a combination of words I thought was a good name for something. <laughs> and, if... and I'm just gonna use it. The good thing is you can slap them together in any order sort of like a <laughs> it's uh kind of like those fridge those fridge <laughs> words <clears throat> and you'll yeah. get it'll make roughly the same amount of sense <clears throat> so do we need to introduce this game i think we've been been trying uh, not to not to yeah you know, read the plot I mean, summary i would say because this is the game of the year unequivocally that everyone <laughs> is well acquainted with Horizon Zero Dawn. I think we've all agreed that it is the best game of the year. And certainly the best story. Yeah, I mean, best story, best graphics, best animations, uh best stealth, best melee combat, best and open world. See, you joke, but it does have very lovely graphics. <laughs> it has very yeah, I, I mean the... Wait, okay. So <laughs> Why don't we why don't we back up two two paces here? Yeah. because uh, I think you're you're giving up the ghost a little prematurely. <laughs> um and say I'll say, Hey hey Astrid, what what did you think of Horizon Zero Dawn? Um so I haven't finished the game. So you can discount my opinion right off the bat here. Uh you actually reviewed the game, so let's you're I sort did. of the the tribe elder, if you want to use some Horizon language. Don't. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, this is gonna be a. This gonna I'm be the good. I'm the young brave who. Uh, I don't even. <laughs> I don't like it in our podcast even. Yeah, know? I uh I sort of forgot that that stuff was in here, and I boot up the game, and there's like the three skill trees, and one of the skill trees just says brave on it, and I was like, oh my god. They didn't. I mean, not that they would change that, but it just—it was weird to like come in like seven months later and read that and be like, you know, nobody was lying about this, were they? It's like there is okay. So there is like a there's like a lore justification for what seems like some pretty wanton like appropriation of like indigenous culture in this game. Mm-hmm. But. Uh it takes a while to get there and like you don't have to buy that either no and yeah so you're i i think 
you know, I'm, I'm probably roughly on the same wavelength as you regarding this game. I'm not a, not a big fan of it. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I think it's, I think it's pretty middle of the road, pretty yeah, it's, by, by the numbers kind of thing. Yeah, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like disgusting or anything. It's not like, like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't have like particularly repulsive politics. It like sort of <clears> tries <throat> to tell an environmentally conscious story, I guess, in oh, a way. God. We should touch on that later <laughs> because that I do take issue with. Okay. I mean, I I think I I was gonna say I think the only thing that you could maybe point at in this game, uh, other than sort of broader design principles that I think yeah. are are unwelcome in modern video games that that this game is way into. I think the only thing you could say is like just outright offensive is is the you know take on the sort of like unthinking uh, repackaging of this like weirdly homogenized blanket North American native you know culture in quotation marks that's just sort of you know stuff you're talking about where they have a skill tree where it's the brave you know and yeah and the uh, there's sort of like a superficial diversity to the game in terms of like the uh, ostensible races and like ethnicities of the characters but Mm -hmm. It's also wrapped into this like concept that humans have become like quote unquote primitive again because of like uh the machines or whatever it is, like a machine takeover. And so society collapsed and everyone did everyone die and then was cloned or like what is the exact No, the Okay <clears throat> I'm probably gonna get this wrong. Um well, I'm sure they... some uh, some Dawn heads out there will set you straight. <laughs> some Jeffrey Donners. <laughs> um, that was tortured. To... <laughs> My serial killer Horizon Zero Dawn joke was... <laughs> I had to do a lot of work on that one. Um, no, I think, I think it was like they maintained a certain amount of people to... God, okay. I, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, so I played this game back... When did it come out? It came out in, I think, like, February. Maybe, like, end of February. And I played it. Yes. And um, and then I played the expansion, which is, like, the snow, the snow oh, yeah. expansion, the Frozen they, uh, they dropped a little little fresh content on us. It is some It is some more content. It's It's the same... It's the game in Microcosm. All nice. the worst stuff and all the best <laughs> stuff was sort of condensed into like eight hours. Um, what was I going to say? And and so I fired it up and I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna. It's going to take me a little bit to for this stuff to come back to me, like how to play it and, and what happened in the game up till that point. Yeah. And uh, I remembered how to play it again. <laughs> I boy, I could not remember very much at all of of sort of how things concluded and went yeah. on in that game which I think if I would have told you you know around the time I wrote that review that I will not remember <laughs> where where this story you know the the intricacies of the plot um, six months later it, it's I think it's like a, a pretty inept story in a lot of different ways yeah um, so I've played through like probably 10 or 15 hours of the game 
And it's one of those open world games where you can kind of... I mean, it does bottle you into progressing, like, to hard story points that, like, advance the plot. But you can definitely, like, fuck around for, like, a really long time. Like, without getting particularly far plot-wise. Um, yeah, you you can. And it has that that kind of problem of... I mean, some of the best stuff in the game is, I think, just seeing new places. Like, I, I legitimately think um, a lot of the a lot of the visual art of the game is is actually truly really impressive, and not just from a technical standpoint too. I think there's you come to like these big cities, and the architecture is really strange and interesting, and, and yeah, you spend time running around and the the environment shifts really quickly from, you know, like a deciduous forest or something, like a northeastern forest, and then all of a sudden it's like this like desert with, um, what do they call those? Uh, <laughs> the, them are big stones in the desert. Mesas? Um, mesas? Yeah, I think it's um, mesas. And then all of a sudden you're in this like kind of like Colorado-looking forest with you know, yeah streams and it's all it's it's i think like evocative of of a, a place not just in terms of like technical fidelity but in the the art direction is really striking at times the way things look at night versus day and mm-hmm. you know almost reminded me of the witcher but not not quite well uh, yeah which is the all only right. the Let's only time no well <laughs> i i'm saying i was well, i did want to bring that up yeah I was gonna hedge that immediately by saying that's the only <laughs> that's the only point of comparison to The Witcher I think you yeah. can actually make is that uh, they both have a good sense of place, not yeah. nearly as intense as as The Witcher though, which I think. Yeah, so what that's sort of like running around in Horizon, like picking up berries and like herbs or whatever. It sort of never it never really feels like you're in the like quote unquote wilderness or whatever like um the you're sort of the biomes that you're talking about where it's like like red desert and then like all of a sudden you're in the snowy mountains and stuff like it sort of feels like you're just walking from like one snow globe to another like yeah, they just 100%. butt up against each other in this bizarre way and maybe that's because robots terraform the world or something i don't know cuz i haven't beaten the game but it does feel like a very overtly artificial place, which is like, duh. But like in a way that never lets you feel lost or like in danger or even... I never have felt like particularly overwhelmed by the scenery. Whereas in The Witcher, and I think we've actually both said this before, there's like, I don't know, like you can get like chills from like the effects in that game for some reason they just nailed like like rain coming in or wind blowing through the trees those things just feel like tactile in the witcher and that's not a game with like a hunger meter or anything like it's not a survival game but those do give it an element of like palpable wildness i guess when you're outdoors yeah and it's i it'd be kind of interesting like now to fire up the witcher having spent again some time playing horizon yeah and and tried to like pinpoint why that is i remember the witcher had lots of you know like very subtle little things like the 
the way the kind of the whole color palette of of the world would change yes. when a storm was coming in and it yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't hear the wind very loudly but you know the trees would start shaking a little bit more and it just right it really gave you the sense of you're outside and yeah. like oh shit a storm's coming up out of nowhere <laughs> in this game it feels more so like i felt more so like i was looking at a really nice painting or something yeah or you're like yeah. on a back lot or something where it's just like or like uh have well they have this place here in uh the united states called uh rainforest cafe they have one in toronto as well okay yeah it feels like you're in a rainforest cafe and like the storm goes off every 20 minutes and like but i love it's just like a facsimile uh (laughs) yeah i should have uh acknowledged that viewpoint in my criticism but (laughs) (laughs) um no i I know exactly what you mean i haven't been to a rainforest cafe since (laughs) maybe about 10 years old but i do remember (laughs) i do remember the uh the sound effects would change <laughs> yeah um and, and no that's that's like completely right and i don't think there's necessarily you know we recorded on destiny last time um and it it almost has that same kind of feel to me where i, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with a game feeling this way it's just yeah it's, it's, it's maybe not as impressive yeah. Um, yeah and i think it does at least for horizon specifically it's sort of becomes at odds with and not what the game wants you to do but like what the game is telling you you're doing which is like foraging and like right. prowling and like survive like it uses these verbs that are never really borne out by what you're doing in the game no i mean right there too with like foraging you're not foraging you are collecting you're you are very much just running from icon to icon just mashing that triangle button um and i think i mean this is something i would say and i think this is something i kind of said in my review of it if i you know remember it correctly it's been a while i uh i have your review pulled up so i'll let you know if you misquote your own thank you i don't want (laughs) i don't want the author to send me a nasty tweet (laughs) um but so much of it feels like you are there's something kind of just sort of like mercenary about it like everything this this whole this whole thing is just for you to exploit in a way yeah. uh, which i think is is very much the modern open world game is mm-hmm. uh don't bother you know trying to feel like you're in this world uh, which i would think would be sort of the draw i mean it is it is for me you know again to return to the witcher the one true open world game (laughs) is welcome to the witcher 3 podcast uh Um, but part of the draw of that game is you you did feel like this was a place that actually existed and when you were playing it you were you know sort of hanging out with this this dude who was from this place Um, yeah you felt like a sense of foreboding or something when you went into these like swamps and um it and it, it did have you know it does have that same stuff of uh you're gonna pick up some items here and there but it wasn't uh you know if i'm remembering right it's it it's not a game where you're running around just mashing buttons trying to pick up every single thing you can find and yeah horizon definitely has like you know like a lot of these games it's okay i'm in this area 
and then Horizon even has the added thing too of this the crafting stuff, which is which is bad in this thing where it's yeah. oh here these animals hang out here they graze here <laughs> so go because they'll drop some I don't know some power cells or something that you can use and it's just everything about it is okay I'm in this area I'm going to scan around and there's never any time just to look at things <laughs> you know until you clear no. stuff out it's... no because I mean what you wrote in the conclusion to your piece and I actually this is something I was thinking about before I even played the game because I'd like seen it and it's very obvious which is that they they render this world which is sort of like this living Thomas Kincaid painting or something where it's just like every beam of sunlight and like a glint of sun off the fucking river is like cranked up like everything is just juiced all the time visually and then they just Mm -hmm. everything is icons like you're not actually going to that thing because you saw a bush that is the berry you needed you're just going over there because there's a little icon hanging over it and you're going to collect it and like the the thing with the campfires have like a a campfire campfire icon over them which is like i don't there's just something about that that i've been like mulling over since this game came out that just seems like a perfect encapsulation of how these open world games are map games with respect to our friend Clayton Purdom of the AV club become like just an endless field of like waypoints and uh, points of interest to like collect. And you're at a certain point, sort of like what Will Parton was saying about call of duty, world war two, you're not actually seeing what's on screen. You're just seeing the overlay, the mm-hmm. icons or like the thing that you need and I guess in that way, it actually, it does become that sort of like, just strip mine this place for everything. Like 100% it, and you're done. Like, Well, and I, I think it's like these, you know, I, I wonder how much of this stuff you can trace back to like, what was the one Assassin's Creed game where, was, I think it was 2 or it was Brotherhood or something, where, where people were kind of like, oh wow, they like they, they got it. They figured this that was, out. That was uh, that was Brotherhood, yeah. And I I remember liking those um, the Italian set games, uh, Assassin's Creed games. But when you look back, it's like, oh no, that was that was like the beginning of the end for the open world. Yeah. Games because I feel like it's everyone noticed that there's this way to keep people sort of like, and I noticed this too, even playing the expansion. There were times when I was um, not enjoying myself really that much anymore. But, but was like, oh well, if, you know, I'm not gonna stop now because I could do this and this and this. Right. And it's it doesn't make me feel good in any way. It doesn't make me no. feel like I've gotten anything of of substance out of it. It just feels it's like this kind of sick feeling of it's like being hungover and sitting on a couch and watching like binge watching Netflix shows that are <laughs> that you don't actually care about, but you're just like, oh yeah, that ended on a cliffhanger. Let's keep going. And it's, I, yeah. I I feel like these games now. Um, God, it sounds like such like an old man thing to say. These games now. <laughs> these games now. <laughs> but it, it's like it's like weaponized version of. Oh, we got it now. We have. Yeah. We found this design ethos that we. It's no, like yeah. codified, and if you're making these games, and I think Horizon is an example of, of one where it's just these things are working, so 
It's just like a really well engineered machine. And ironically. What's that? Ironically, because uh, it's about machines. It it sure is. It's a it's a corrupted machine. <laughs> That's right. It's uh <laughs> yeah, it's a corrupted Tyrannosaurus dinosaur. <laughs> um No, I agree with that. I feel like the whole game is like stratified into like there's the visual layer, there's like the icon layer, and then there's like the tallies and percentages that you're actually affecting. Like you have yeah. three out of five berries to make the health pack, or you have, well, I don't know why I keep saying berries. There's like so much shit in this game, and I just keep berries. saying berries. <laughs> berries made a big impression on you. Yeah, it's fucking Horizon Many Berries is the name of the game. <laughs> but they have like the, every time you want fast travel, you have to use like an, uh, expendable pack so you're always trying to balance like collecting resources to make a fast travel thing to go where you want to go or you can just like run across the world because another thing about this game is it really doesn't feel like you're going anywhere like you're not it doesn't feel like you're like traversing any kind of like terrain you just sort of like keep running through this environment until you get to the waypoint there's never a sense of like distance or time passing no and uh, everything is just close enough i remember right yeah playing the story yeah. where it's just keep going you know you're yeah. you're almost at this one and then you get there and you do something you're almost at this side quest or whatever that you just mm-hmm. picked up um and she can just book you know like she just yeah it's like full-on 100 yeah. meter dash constantly yeah. and never gets tired yeah, because um, like in the in the Witcher, it's like, not to keep well, yes, to keep bringing up the Witcher, but like if something is like on the other side of the map, you're like, fuck no, I'm not running over there because it takes like forever. I'm not gonna ride my horse. I'm just gonna fast travel because it is actually kind of a distance. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like sure, I'll just run. I was gonna say I feel bad about because I don't, I wouldn't do this in a review. Uh. But I feel like also now that it's it's been quite a while, people had the people had the <laughs> audacity, <laughs> the fucking nerve to to compare Horizon and and The Witcher and I think yeah, maybe it as if like... it like improved upon anything The Witcher did as far as like story or like the open world mechanic. Just like yeah, I've seen that around and it's like kind of one of the most absurd things. But it does In recent memory. It does make me kind of think, though, that there maybe is something kind of striking about The Witcher appealing to people for different reasons, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to stay on that too long. I think this is the one thing, though, is that I think when you talk about what the purpose of these games are, and like, you can play Horizon for, um. You know, I think my save file or whatever when I started the expansion was probably like 40 hours or something. Or, you know, high 30s or something. Um, And that wasn't doing everything. That was, I'm writing reviews, so I'm I'm going all the way through it and I'm checking out a decent amount of side stuff. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm also not the kind of person who's going to try to do all the side stuff anyway. Um, (laughs) But I spent that amount of time for it. And, you know, for me, it was a professional thing. But also, if I had played it on my own, and just for my own enjoyment, I think I would feel sort of, like, cheated 
of that time. Yeah. Um, it, like I was saying before, but when you just like you do all this stuff and you you just keep doing it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel. <laughs> it it feels like, I don't know. It it just it doesn't feel like you've gained anything. And I don't no. know. I think some people would say it's like. I don't know, fucking pretentious or like highfalutin or something to say that if I'm gonna sit down with something, I want to like get something out of it. But I'm like kind of trying to say like, oh sorry. Even on like a fun, quote unquote, fun level, which I do think like, I don't know, the reason we do play games is because it is enjoyable to play them. Whether that enjoyable quality is because like you want to be challenged mechanically or you want to be scared or whatever you're trying to get out of it but i don't think horizon even delivers on that level well yeah i mean that's that's the thing right it's just it's kind of like empty calories but not even in the sense of playing i don't know some call of duty multiplayer where right you're hopping in and it's you know a 15 minute competition and you're testing your skills and you're you know this this game, and I think this is one of the problems with open world games that have all these like RPG systems, is you're never failing, you're never truly succeeding, you're just kind of accumulating, and, <laughs> yeah. and like, but toward what? And it's nothing. It's... Yeah, it's just, I will say like, the bow and arrow in this game, like to sort of follow on this point of like every level this game is sort of like just blah like the bow and arrow in this game is like it feels like shit you think so? <laughs> like, I thought it was alright th- really? I feel like you hit the button and she's already got the arrow ready to go there's like no there's no tension or like uh, a sense of like her pulling it back or like any physicality to it it's just like you hit it and you can shoot she can just like whip those arrows out one after another, and which you... I, I guess sort of that is a concession to how they designed the monsters, but also it doesn't give you anything to like fight against on her end. She just will fire as many arrows as you need her to. There was, there was a bow I got in the expansion, which oh. may be why I'm like remembering this differently. But you <laughs> actually had to like, <clears throat> like pull it back to like full tension. So it like okay. did See, give... yeah, that's not the the bow they give you at the start, which or any other bows after that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if people would have been like, "Oh, this game sucks." If you yeah, had to it's start too off slow. With that. But it actually it did sort of do something to the combat that was more exciting, where it gave you these little <coughs> excuse me, gave you these little yeah. like um like micro tactical decisions you had to make about like, "Oh, when am I going to roll away?" Yeah, that's sort of what I was hoping for, but, uh, because that is also how they design the enemies, right, is to have, like, one or two weak points that you're meant to shoot, Yeah, and then, but if you can just spray arrows at them, it's sort of absurd, and the spear combat, too, is, like, really bad, and finding the human enemies sucks, and finding the robot enemies is, like, ostensibly could maybe be interesting, it seems interesting, but so far I'm not really loving it. Maybe the only good part is that certain enemies can just wipe you out. Like, if they hit you, you just fly over. You're, like, ragdolled. You're dead instantly. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's something. That's how it would be. Uh, if you were actually, if you tried... yeah, if that was me and <laughs> I was fighting the robot, you I'd go down. You do want a sense of it's realistic <laughs> of realism in uh, <laughs> when you're creeping through the underbrush in your furs and yeah, and uh, insensitive headdress, and all this nonsense. <laughs> um, well, I was gonna say too about the combat stuff is it's it also I think has the um, Borderlands Destiny kind of problem of no the numbers. But... But de- uh, but destiny the enemies react. I love the way it, the enemies react when you shoot them in destiny. Yeah. But in this one, it's it's like you can plunk a dude in the head with your bow and arrow <laughs> later in the game, and it's like, oh nice, I took off three quarters of his health bar. And he just runs at you with a club, and you're like, I, that's a that's the oblivion combat system. And it's just it, it makes everything so I don't know consequence. Yeah, I hate that shit. It's such like a like I want to sound like a, like I'm owed my headshots, but like if you're gonna include the headshot mechanic, the point of that is to model like the human head, which it would it would be fatal if you were shot there. Like what is the point otherwise? Unless it's like a like a critical hit thing in like a turn based RPG or something. But yeah, in a game like this, it just feels so defeating to like hit them there and then they just keep coming with like an arrow sticking out of their eye socket or whatever and it's um i know some people i've heard some people say oh it's great when you're fighting the dinosaurs or you know whatever yeah giant that's things what I and, the, and the too. plates fall off but <laughs> it's um it doesn't happen enough to care well they uh, yeah and they also give you like the first upgrade for your spear is like knock off more plates like they don't that's never like a barrier really like they give you the ability to like strip those dinos nude like immediately (laughs) just knocking plates out everywhere i yeah not to be uh armchair game designer here but what if they were actual (sighs) dinosaurs underneath got the plates off (laughs) by the end of the game you can finally destroy all the plates and there's an actual t-rex underneath (laughs) that's yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm like halfway joking, but okay. So the cities, I think, look nice. There's lots of things that look nice in this game. This game, Check. if you play it in front of someone who does not play video games, as I have now done twice um, with my poor partner, uh, who remarked about a week ago, why are you playing this again? And I said, <laughs> it's the expansion. And she said, is this the Hunger Games game? And I said, yes, <laughs> this is the Hunger Games game. Um, if you play this in front of someone who is not ready to accept... Uh, maybe this is a bad way to put it. I don't know. It, everyone in this game looks fucking stupid. They look really stupid. They Yeah, the, uh, the camera angles when they cut, like, everyone... It's like they have to rush their mark, because every time the camera cuts... Like, their dreads are flying everywhere, or, like, they're looking the wrong <laughs> that's, way. That's true, if there is some... But, of course, they're not actually actors, so I'm not sure what is actually going... These aren't, like, procedural conversations. Presumably, these have been, uh, like, rendered and locked in animation-wise. But, but I think... The physics engine just going wild. Yeah. But also, more than that, too. I mean, that's 
part of it, but you mean like their faces? Not no, not even their okay. faces. I mean like <laughs> you walk up to someone and they're wearing like um I don't know, like an iPhone cover on their forehead and then like a rabbit fur around their neck which is like sparkled with LED lights. And... <laughs> yeah, they go they go very hard on like the rebuilding civilization from like broken technology angle. It's a neat idea, but I think it's it's this But it's whole... like one of those yeah, like the the art direction is just, it's one of those things where like the the concept art is like so overblown and then they just they run with it. It's like um like a if a Del Toro monster was every character in the game or something. Like uh it's like Yodorovsky's Dune, except oh, Jesus, except, yeah, except the yeah, worst. They... <laughs> yeah, I like I don't know. I I think like basically what I'm trying to get at is that there's just this whole thing is so almost impossible to take seriously, and and if you do try mm-hmm. to get into it and say okay, I'm going to ignore some of the the goofy shit about the way this looks and everything and you know, blah, 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 let's get into this with good faith. It, I I don't understand how you can stay sort of like invested in this, in this space where, I mean, the dialogue I think is atrocious. You know, you walk up to someone and you say, you know, hail Aloy, daughter of Rost. Um, you know, we're on our path to the Karja shaman to confront the Sun King. And it's just it's it's That seems fine to me. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That uh that sounds like a Billy Wilder script. <laughs> it's just it's it has like the it has the, the fantasy and some sci fi problem of just proper nouns just like bursting out of this thing. So it's it's host- yes. hostile to you. Um, learning about things it wants you to be confused over time which okay whatever that's one approach and that's you know my personal taste is i'm not super into that sort of thing yeah but then i feel like i have a oh sorry i was gonna say i have a hard time like imagining anyone being like lost or confused in this game because it's so like obsequious with everything well i just mean in terms of you know their their like lore yeah. Yeah, they're telling you about all this different stuff that you have no context for, which yeah. I think is I'm kind of opposed to that sort of thing because I think it it pushes you away at a point when you're telling a story where you want people to be interested. Um yes. But then I think you figure this stuff out and you, you get an understanding of what this this world is and and you know everything that goes into it and it it doesn't reward any of this and it's all delivered in this kind of really simple um just kind of like focus testy kind of you know YA story of young person who's an outcast who proves that she's so exceptional that she's the best person in the world and you know plays a pivotal point in all these different events that are crucial to the world and and blah 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 and it's also just by the numbers and uninspired and like messier than it needs to be and yeah i guess i mean yeah (laughs) i was gonna say i guess this is like long 
preempted version of like, a I can't I have a hard time taking anything in this game seriously, um, including the dinosaurs. I don't feel a sense of danger fighting those dinosaurs, regardless of how powerful no. they might be, just because they look yeah. so like incongruous walking around in this world. Um, but B, I don't understand. And we did, you know, full disclaimer here. We looked around for a guest for this episode who likes Horizon. <laughs> who, you know, would be someone good to have on the on the podcast who maybe could challenge some of these opinions because a lot of people really like this game. And I don't want to, like... I'm not into, you know, I'm not trying to be contrarian or something. I just don't think this game is much of anything. Um, yeah. And a lot of people like the story specifically yeah, which seems exactly i just i don't understand i guess it's because the mysteries or like you're not sure what the world is but i mean when you say it's like a, a ya novel or something i don't I, I agree and i don't think i mean that in a way that's like oh all young adult fiction is bad but it does it has that there's a i guess it's a twist in this game that is sort of one of those YA things where it's like by the end of the first book, all the kids realize that they're actually clones or that they're yeah. part of a government experiment or that the world has ended and they're all in a bubble or like one of those type of like smash cut world building things that a lot of these stories throw in for like a hook because you have to sell like six of these books. Mm -hmm. But in this game, it's sort of like they've already laid so much of the groundwork for that twist or that backstory in the visual design that when it actually is revealed i think it it's sort of like you you've already grokked it like you're like okay and because it's already this this is clearly not i don't the situation in the game this post-apocalypse was clearly they have something in store for you there and uh, <laughs> it's right. not really a shock yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I don't know if my tone made it sound like I I have nothing fundamentally against YA. I have something. No, I just wanted to make that clear for no. uh, listeners that we both enjoy <laughs> and appreciate young adult fiction, but, well, which is better than Horizon Zero Dawn. This is sub YA, I would say. Um, I probably would too. I mean, yeah, I think this is like all three books of the trilogy mashed together. This is the third part of the Hunger Games, over and over. <laughs> I mean, no, I think I think there is good YA. I think there's a lot of YA that is is written purposely to you know get a movie deal and yeah, uh, which so whatever. Uh, I don't. That's why I write it. So that's why you write your yeah. That's why you wrote Divergent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I still haven't read that. By the way, <laughs> it's okay. It's very rude. Millions of people have. Did you read mine? It's called uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> I think you would enjoy it. That's the one where uh, every character is LGBTQ, right? Yes, but I'm. That's my uh, my meta game. My uh, <laughs> my post release. The publisher told me I should reveal uh... these secrets uh, whenever I felt like it as I was doing everything in my power to give the opposite impression about what I believe in the world. <laughs> uh, uh, but so what kind of, what kind of like stuns me, not stuns me, whatever. I don't care that much. Uh, what, what kind of like baffles me is, 
is why this game and I, I wonder if this you know to have probably the maybe unhelpfully broad discussion of why does this game why has it been praised so much for this story and it's it's characters I... so i have yeah so i made like a genuine effort to like dig through what people have said about it and like maybe i'm missing something or maybe there's like a post credit scene that's like really good or something and i just i don't know like you read through these reviews the game has an 89 on metacritic metacritic which doesn't actually mean anything I, I guess unless you're like waiting for a bonus from your employer or whatever but that is like a really high consensus about a video game and I just don't get why this story, a narrative triumph, is mm-hmm. three words I'm reading right now. Um, I just don't get that at all. And, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Because I think if if someone told me, okay, there's a lot of reasons I like this game, um, and, and they were talking about different things, you know, the, the way that, you know, maybe aspects of, of the design of... Uh, like the open world stuff, the kind of hooky stuff in this game, if that really worked mm-hmm. for people and they just said, well, it's fine. I just want to run around this world that's very pretty and, yeah. and you know, become more powerful and, and do this and that. And, you know, the story is enough to sort of uh, frame everything and to keep me moving towards something. Uh, you right. know, say fair enough. That's I'm, I, you know, that doesn't do something for me, but I could see why someone could be really impressed by that. But I, are mainstream game stories so bad, just as a rule, that this... Because I yeah, I, I mean, felt like this was just, you know, par for the course in terms of, like, a disappointing game story. Yeah, like, I felt like even... So I don't really... I don't know. I go back and forth on this, but especially with this game, I don't think that it needs, like, a referendum on, like video game stories with a capital V and S like Mm -hmm. it itself is like just a bad and badly told story. And it doesn't have to be like horizon zero dawn tells us that like narrative is not what games are best at or like one of those like big things like, yeah, this story in itself is stupid. (laughs) Like it's as blunt as I can be. And I don't think that the story is like particularly like a standout in terms of like stories that help facilitate you through open world games. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like remarkably different from any other plot. Like, I guess, okay. I will say this, like the, the milieu of the game, like this sort of like tribal future stuff is unique for video games. And like, I guess for most types of fiction, like uh, before the game came out, I was sort of getting like a, like the Oryx and Craig books by Margaret Atwood sort of get into some of this territory, uh, not to this degree, but sort of like post-apocalyptic, like foraging and scavenging and continuing on. But the game itself doesn't really bear that comparison out. I don't think it sort of be, it twists like sort of a unique visual design and like backstory into the usual, like you play as like the one chosen person who like learns everything and fixes everything right until you know post credit stinger when you didn't quite yeah the bad ai is still alive the bad ai is named hades that's right 
Uh, yeah, we'll give you a, a sec to look that one up. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, many may not understand the uh, <laughs> the highbrow reference to Hades and Gaia as the AI. Um, yeah, the the uh, the AI that like <laughs> repopulates Earth is named Gaia. Right, which um, I think is Greek which... for uh, uh, <laughs> machine mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually. funny because like if you actually just read the plot summary of horizon you can kind of draw parallels to near automata and the the backstory of that game which is a similar thing with clones and like ai and persistence of civilization through like technological means but i think they tell their stories in vastly different ways yeah and i yeah I think if you read the story of something like a <clears throat> like a near automata, I think it would undersell what that game is. Yeah, because I was gonna say leading into, I think that game has like an engaging and like surprising story, and the way it's told is also surprising. Whereas Horizon is one of these just cut your path through all the waypoints, and you'll get all the cutscenes and the information, and that's it. And uh kind of a strange thing too with they had obviously kind of like taken note of you know gone homes of the world uh where you activate your little holographic scanner and then you pick up text logs and audio logs um yeah which is something i really wish games would stop doing as much because it's a it's a real pace murderer and it's also uh um if you miss one, then you miss a chunk of the story, and I think that's that's not great. Well, yeah, it's just another thing to collect, and it's become like another thing to collect, and also a way of dispensing backstory, which I guess is like a perversion of how Dark Souls would use like in-game item text and stuff like that to like relay bits of information, but instead it's been like, yeah, just. They've combined that with like the Bioshock thing, where you listen to like tapes and stuff. So you just find story, like in the corner of a ruin or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which, <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't. I I don't have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just reading know. like a bit of like a the Horizon Zero Dawn wiki basically each time. It's yeah. never like I don't know. It's always just out of context, like sci-fi vignette that maybe is like sort of funny and maybe it's sort of like i never found them intriguing though like what did you think of the character herself of aloy aside from the name which is a lot a lot to deal with (laughs) i don't i don't know so like the i really the only open world game that has like an actual character is you guessed it, The Witcher. And that's because in that game, Geralt is like, you are not deciding everything for Geralt and like picking if he's good or bad and all this shit. You're not building him from the ground up. You're just like controlling him within the parameters of his personality and his beliefs and what he's willing to do. Mm-hmm. And this game, you're not exactly doing like the full-on RPG Mass Effect thing. But Aloy also doesn't really have much of a personality for you to like either role-play as or 
bump up against the edges of Chia's sort of just vaguely snarky sometimes and like uh determined i guess i it's hard to say really because the voice acting and the dialogue i'm always wondering like what they meant by that piece of dialogue or that delivery like it's all very uncanny and like just off right she's yeah i was i was talking to another writer about this at one point as well of she seems to kind of fall into the trap of like it's like the post uncharted trap of if we don't quite know who this character is um you know beyond her her vital statistics on the back of her playing card um Mm -hmm. then then who are they and it's i think like what you said is right it's vaguely sarcastic and determined are are sort of the only characteristics and determined is even a bit of a stretch for her because yeah she's she's just sort of like i don't yeah (laughs) she's not like enduring as much as she's just like (laughs) not lazy (laughs) you know like yeah i mean it it really feels yeah she'll keep going as long as you keep like instigating conversations like there's enough voice lines for all of them like it, it never feels like they're of a piece like even inside specific conversations the two actors are like on completely different wavelengths yeah i i mean i feel i feel somewhat like a little bit bad like kind of i feel like i'm missing something in a sense you know what i mean yeah i do too ever since i started playing this i was like hold up like like the opening just please go on youtube and look up like the opening cutscene credits of horizon zero dawn and it's just the corniest dumbest shit like the worst like expository dialogue and like these absurd like bits of montage as this guy like walks through the forest talking like the first thing he says is like just complete exposition like uh we've always been fending for ourselves or something and he's just talking to aloy as a baby but the way that they calibrate everything it's just is nearly unwatchable and maybe i'm being sensitive or like extra about it but it really feels like inept mm-hmm. no you're right i mean i i remember when i when i you know fired this up to start working on the review of this and i was thinking okay what <laughs> what is this thing let's see um and uh i played that first half hour and thought oh no this is yeah because then it dumps you and you're just like in this tutorial hell where you're just like they're giving you all these stupid commands and like making you do little tasks like it's like it's like in a fighting game where you have to like you don't have to do this which is why it's good but you can go like the game will tell you to do like three cross-ups and like Mm -hmm. uh six throws and then you can go to the next part of the training that's what it felt like that was like mandatory and presumably it was how this game wanted to present the beginning of its narrative is by making you do all this rote shit while this guy yells at you. You're this guy. This guy is sorry, Rost. Thank you. Your surrogate father, Rost. Who do, who does not tragically die early on? No, of course not. He definitely does not. <laughs> Before she goes to the proving grounds, where everyone calls her outcast, and she. Uh... <laughs> you know condenses 
Hunger Games training montage into a two-hour sequence. Um, but yeah, I remember playing this and thinking, you know, very honestly thinking, um, this this game is going to just get murdered. Um, and then I, you know, played a lot more of it and thought it's going to be this middle of the pack kind of game, um, mm-hmm. which is I still kind of how I feel about it. I don't find it, like I said before, I think aside from, uh, which not to downplay, I, I think it is pretty stupid and gross the, the way that they just say, hey, if, I mean, think about the implications of saying that if humanity started all over again, we'd resemble this culture. You know, this, yeah, this smattering so the, of culture. Which is, like, <laughs> is the explanation there that the the new humans have, like, found materials and, like, uh, archives of the old humans and they're sort of, like, mimicking them? They are somewhat, but I mean, the basic... Because, like, you also find materials from, like, right before humanity's extinguished, like, when they were, like, full-on, like, cyberpunk future... Yeah, so, like, why does everyone look like this and act like this? Because it's... I mean, you could... Yeah, I guess because that's the resources they have. But, like, they're literally, like, the brave stuff and, like, the hunter-gatherers that's... and the worshipping the sun and all this shit. That's that's the stuff. I mean, if you... I think if you want to say this is how they understand this world and they're these hunter-gatherer kind of people and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I, I think that's fine, right? If you want to have some little thought exercise like that but it's the way that you know and in the this the frozen wilds the expansion they go even crazier with it where you oh no you uh go up north to investigate this other disturbance where there's you know uh another corruption the machines are going even going even crazier um oh, shit. and you go up and you meet this other culture who are called like the banuk and they're like as I'm sure you can imagine, they are this blend of sort of like Arctic natives. Um, so oh, really? Sort of like native, a lot of like Native Canadians, sort of like Native Alaskans. And, uh, and you go up there, and it's it's the same as the other parts of the game. And you go up, and there's shamans, and there uh, people are dancing around yeah. a fire with their spears, and it's <laughs> it's just like it's it all kind of came. I think I said to you before we started the show that expansion is is just, or maybe I said this on the show. It's all blending, <laughs> it's all blending together at this point. Um, but it's sort of like the whole game condensed. You know, it, it okay. looks absolutely gorgeous. I think it actually does a better job of establishing place than the main game because the snow and everything is is really something to look at. Northern Lights and blah right. blah. Um, but it it leans into that stuff really hard. And, you know, so what I was going to say is I just, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize the importance of that. I felt like I, I did somewhat when I wrote the review, uh, just, I was more so trying to communicate that the story itself was bad. Um, yeah, but I don't want to, you know, I guess, God, I got sidetracked trying to say at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think this game is. It is still very bad. That stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I think that's one part of this game just being kind of, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> still surprised. 
And I think it's this is all coming back as we're recording this sort of uh, uh, mid-December, and so you're seeing a lot of stuff come back up. But this is one of the best games of the year. This is a you know real landmark achievement, and I don't know, Astrid. I feel like an alien. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that that specifically, honestly, what sort of put me down this train of thought was there was um there was a review of the Frozen Wilds by an unnamed major video game website that sort of took the status of Horizon Zero Dawn as game of the year as like a given. It just started talking about like, you know, this game is game of the year and Frozen Wilds is more of that great game. Like not that the that status or that accolade really like means anything mm-hmm. as far as the game goes, but just that like that would sort of like that's automatically people are assuming that like it's a given that this game, you know, is the best best game of the year. If it's not this, it's uh, Zelda, the open world Zelda game. Yeah, um, and which there's a story. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. Um, um, but if I can, just one more thing about the like appropriation shit was, uh, to her credit, when the game came out. Uh, the writer Dio Lucina did call out the game for like this sort of mumbo jumbo of like indigenous iconography and like terminology. Mm-hmm. And then someone from Gorilla, uh, a narrative director, actually commented on the reasons that they used this stuff and like what they thought they were doing with it. Uh, Do you have that and they, open? I have that up, yeah. And they basically, he's just saying that they, I mean, this is sort of borne out in the backstory, that they took inspiration from all types of different cultures, tribal cultures, he says, around the world and throughout history. Talking about the term brave, our research into it was that it was not a term that would seem to be offensive. What? We were trying to find a term that would combine the capabilities of a warrior and the capabilities of a hunter. Uh. It was a term that we felt was not derogatory, and that said, with the kind of culture on the internet that we have right now, it's impossible to predict what it is oh, that may offend. On. Yeah, that's how he leaves it off. That's how he uh, closes that one out. So the, I don't think what Dia or, I mean, her expertise on this is obviously way more than mine because she actually has indigenous blood. Uh, I am white, but I will say. I don't think the issue is that brave is like even necessarily like the equivalent of like a, a racist slur. It's that these characters aren't native American. Right. And that the game in its design and like its screens for like upgrading and stuff uses the term. It's not like something the characters are only saying and you can sort of like take it that way. It's like the game is using that as like a class descriptor. <laughs> right. And I think that's what, you know, the I, I remember vaguely that, that statement. I remember more so uh, uh, Dia's talking about this um, back when this, when yeah. the review started hitting and everything. Um, and uh, I, so the first, the first part of it, because I remember thinking about this, playing this game and thinking, this is uncomfortable. Also, you know, I'm a, a white Canadian um this is not going to hit me in the same way it's going to hit other people. I'm thinking, right. I'm thinking, how do I, you know, I, I'm going to give this game the benefit of the doubt to see what it's trying to do, which is like, 
the weird middle ground I try to review everything in is is <laughs> sort of giving everything more leeway than sometimes it maybe deserves and seeing what it does with it. Um, yeah. And I think that thing is maybe defensible in some respect of saying we looked at these different cultures around the world and we, we tried to think. Yes. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> that said, they are also taking things. You can't say, and, and that thing at the end, actually, that makes me angry because that's such a, a shitty uh, dismissal. Uh, saying who knows what people on the internet will get mad at these days the term like a brave is a term you know that's 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 a term that's distinctly used for north american natives yeah and it's sort of like the the specific usage i think is like the sort of it's a extension or like a remix maybe of like the noble savage archetype right and i have it's like this serene indigenous person who's like in communion with nature and they're a warrior but they're also like respectful and all this shit that like is folded into that it's not just like a synonym for like (laughs) indigenous person or something no exactly which which makes me think that's horseshit when they're saying you know we researched and we don't think it's offensive yeah like maybe it's not offensive if you're referring to actual specific historical you know like context yeah like in in the context of like a yeah if they looked at like books about indigenous history that was a word that was used this is true but it's also not offensive if you're like a bunch of dudes from the netherlands well that's that's the other (laughs) thing i was going to say too is i can imagine them being honestly blindsided or something and say yeah. and saying but we didn't do anything racist we didn't uh you know we <laughs> didn't we didn't say anything mean so why are people yeah. mad and just thinking well it's not you know i'm not going to make games about <laughs> i'm not going to make games about like the Walloons or Walloons in belgium you know <laughs> and like and be like oh yeah no i uh i did some research and it's okay if you called them this french slur or something you know or this like Flemish slur yeah it's like and also like yeah I don't know you're telling a story about and and Horizon does take place in America you find out um Mm -hmm. and and so you're it's I don't know it it just feels out of touch and and sort of yeah it does yeah and also to act like I mean Dio was really the only person who called this out at the time and then for them to be like Oh, you know, just outrage culture and all this shit. Like, yeah, that's that's no. a really it's cool one person do. sort of raised an issue. Yeah, and it's not. And I will say the the sort of like design and conception of the separate tribes and horizon never feels as messy as this process would imply. Like they all feel like fairly consistently drawn from like real world groups. Yeah, like it never feels like oh they. They read about Vikings, but they also read about, like, I don't know, 18th century, like, industrial culture. It always, like, the visual design is sort of messy, but, like, the actual tribes themselves are, like, fairly archetypal and, like, uh, neat, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, at the end of the day, it just feels like if you put out your game and you haven't, you know, I think if you're making this kind of thing, the millions and millions of dollars. That's how I feel about a lot of story stuff and, and just sort of broader narrative stuff like visual design and audio design and so forth is 
if you're making a game and you understand that this is something that maybe needs to be considered, fucking bring someone in. You're spending millions of dollars making this stuff. Bring someone in. You know, bring yeah. or not someone. Bring a few people in and, and just kind of, you know, say, hey, we're uh, some Dutch people who are trying to do this well. Please tell us what you think, considering you have more expertise. And yeah, I mean, that's. I didn't see this movie, but the that Pixar movie uh, Coco, that sort of started out as one of these things where it was like, the director at Pixar like read one book about. Uh, Day of the Dead celebrations and he was like shit I can make a movie out of this and then they sort of got like half bullied and half like sheepishly talked into getting actual Mexican people to consult on the movie so it wasn't just like sugar skulls are cool or whatever right I and I don't that clearly did not happen here yeah I mean it's the difference between I don't know I, I don't want to rag on this too I also you know always am worried a little bit too of I, I'm really interested in this stuff. Um in in how this is dealt with in in modern art, different areas of like what's considered appropriation and not. I'm also a white guy, you know. So Yeah. I feel like at a certain point I don't want to overstep. Um Well there's yeah, there's like the discussing on like the academic or analytical level and then like the actual lived experience of like Right. You know, people talked about this with Cuphead, like Cuphead itself, they've like neutered the iconography to the point where it's not specifically drawn as it initially was from like um, racist stereotypes from cartoons from the 30s and 40s. But like the echo of it is still there for people who are demonized and like right. made to feel lesser by that iconography. So you can't ever escape that stuff, no matter like how far, far removed you think you have made it. And that's sort of like a more gut level reaction that I think is harder to dismiss than like the argument that it's Horizon is not racist because it's from the lore or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I mean that was um, aside from th- thinking you know do whatever you can to make sure you don't have these issues when you're actually creating something. You know, talk to other people. It's it's not like this is one person you know making this game in their basement with no money so they can't afford yeah. consultants or or <laughs> even someone like that i'm sure would go you know on the internet and say hey do there's some people who can maybe take a look at this and <laughs> give me yeah. some feedback but anyway i mean if you you have this and it comes out and this is you're seeing this kind of response it's just it's the same thing as you know, there's a, a site that you and i both used to uh, do some work for where sometimes the the developer you'd see like a lead designer come into the comments of a a, a middling <laughs> review or a or negative review and get mad yeah. and you're thinking what what does this harm you of someone saying hey this this is maybe something to think about here you know or even yeah. being angry you're, it's still one person it's not you know you're you're a, a company with lots of money and lots of people and uh I just don't understand. And in video games, it seems even more intensified just how angry people get about it. Yeah. Sort of like, they, they can't believe the nerve well, of someone saying... Yeah, like, I mean, if, like, the you work on something like this for, like, I don't know how long, what is it, like, four years, five years, and you have that that enough tunnel vision and enough, like, cushion to never have your idea of the thing challenged to the degree where it actually fundamentally changes. Once it's out in the world, I can see you getting like really 
touchy when someone questions something that you pretty much took for granted for half a decade or whatever <laughs> like but that's but also the idea that like someone criticizing something should make you like happy in some way that they like looked at it that closely and they put enough thought into it and it it like lived with them for enough time for them to like put something together about it that is this in depth i i, I don't know yeah we i never would... published things that were like this game is stupid because uh there's none of quests like it's nothing like that tossed off that we're talking about here it's people like actually thinking and engaging with the piece of art that you made right which i don't know whatever i guess most of the <laughs> i would be a lot happier with those than you know as two people who write things on the internet most of the feedback you get from the general public is that's true you fucking suck <laughs> like yeah, or like I miss how this website used to be, or whatever it is. <laughs> That's one we get on bullet points all the time. This website was better yeah. before Astrid came over here and started <laughs> shitting all That's over the true. place. That's <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what else there is to say about this game, really. Like, it it feels to me like on the gamer level, on like the pinheady kill screen level, like it just fails every test you could put it up to like it's like i think what you're saying about being sort of numbing to play is accurate i don't think i've played it enough for that to become like gross i think i can play it and just like zone out you don't have because everything in it is so frictionless yeah but i'm i'm certainly not going to play through the entire game now that we have done our due diligence and recorded this podcast well but what if you do and then we have to go back and and i think we have a bit of time before we put this one out <laughs> yeah i'll finish it up and then i will rescind everything i've said here <laughs> no, we'll just have to we'll uh yeah we'll put a little a note at the end and we'll have an additional 25 minutes of reevaluation. yeah yeah i will be praising the character arcs and the in-depth intrigue um yeah I, I don't know i just can't get too hot under the collar about this game general that's the wrong yeah i mean wrong term i, I no. can't get too excited about it in any respect <laughs> basically yeah a uh we have friend of the show uh co-host of bad end katie mccarthy reviewed horizon for u.s gamer and got completely shit on by uh the gamer mafia and she gave it a 2.5 which is like five i don't know yeah and i i i've rated I've reviewed professionally, been paid to review movies that I gave a 2.5 that I thought were okay. That's pretty much how I see that rating. Right. And her, her takeaway was that the game is just, it's boring. And like, that is pretty much the most I can say about it because it's just boring. It's dull. It's just, I don't know. Folks, folks, it's boring. Yeah. And yeah, I think, uh, my yeah, my review as well was a. I just looked very quickly. It's a six, which I stand behind. Yeah, I th- like I mean, what you say in here, the with the fucking head is scribbles a to do list over a postcard. That pretty much says it all. Like, it, it's one of those games. You know what this game is like. Yeah. But that's that, right? Yeah, we've we have reached the zero dawn. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn of War. Fair. Uh, 
that's the only joke I can think to make about it. It's actually funny that the the game Gorilla did, uh, I think before Horizon, is called Killzone Shadowfall. So they're really into their little uh, sort of word salad, three word titles. Dawn, Zero Horizon. Yeah, Killzone Zero Fall. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Well, you know, to be fair, you can stick Killzone on anything, and it's <laughs> it's gonna have a certain panache to it. Killzone Zero Dawn. <laughs> Horizon. That has some bite. I like that. Horizon Zero Killzone. <laughs> um, Calzone. Now I'm thinking about Calzones. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess I guess that's gonna do it. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I think we've. I'm just gonna start like reading quotes from reviews at this point, and I don't, don't think we should do don't that. Do that. It's, <laughs> it's, unless it's mine. Mine's the only one because I know the guy who wrote it. He's uh, he's pretty. He's a fucking prick. Yeah. yeah. He's a. No one cares about <laughs> pissing him off. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's gonna do it. I think uh, this is kind of weird. I think this one. Astrid is. Uh, I love to talk about the uh, behind-the-scenes things on the podcast. I think this will be up in in January, so um, the timing is weird. Oh, really? I think this is going to go up, and uh, we will have just recorded. Uh, I'm thinking, thinking. We will have just recorded. I think our end of year uh, show. Yeah. The... So you will be able to hear more about our crowned game of the year 2017 in this episode. Uh, that's correct. I was trying to think of a joke game to put in there. <laughs> uh, Wildlands. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Game of the year. Oh my god. We should have a wild... Oh, you did a Wildlands month before, uh... That was before my time. That was BA. You weren't born yet. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Um, and so I think what follows after this one, I think, will be, uh... Wolfenstein. The new Colossus is how you pronounce that word. Um... Yeah. Save it, keep it in your cap. Um, yeah, and on on the site at the same time as as when this is up, I believe we'll be halfway through our month on Wolfenstein. Um, yeah, and... uh, I gotta get researching. Or actually, no, because when this comes out, I will have researched. So mm, I have fifty pages of Eichmann in Jerusalem left. That's <laughs> that's behind the scenes that will not be. <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> also i know our, our avid listeners are very interested in what we're researching before we write articles yeah well what well, i think our avid listeners should like comment and subscribe because we have a patreon page um where you can donate us money to keep doing this wonderful podcast or extra episodes such as this one where we talk about games that we're not covering on the mainline month-long criticism stream <laughs> that's right the criticism stream yeah uh yeah that's right and the patreon is patreon.com slash bullet points yes and we're on twitter as well which uh we always post the new episodes and new articles when they go up on there and that's twitter.com slash bullet points vg uh which is how you short form video game if you spell it incorrectly. So I don't know why we picked that, but we all have to live with it now. <laughs> um, 
And uh, Astrid, where can people find you if they want to read more of your stuff? Um, aside from bullet points, I am on Twitter as Hastapira. That's right. And my stuff as well all, all funnels down eventually into the leaking intestinal sieve that is Twitter at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reed McCarter. And... And that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it. I feel like I should say, like, you know, I hope you have a great holiday or something. But uh, I hope you did. I hope uh, 2018 super yeah. cool. I hope there's still an internet and people can listen to people talk about video games and still get something out of it, other than, you know, while the giant bugs are overrunning everything in January. Nice. There we go. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for this show. Bye.